What's up everyone and welcome to episode 135 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. I hope everyone's well, uh, had, I hope everyone's had a nice week since we last spoke. Um, just want to say straight off the top of the show, a uh, massive thank you for the response from last week's episode. Um, seems that people are really di- digging the new Punch On track, which is super cool. Um as mentioned on that episode, but I'll mention it again, uh, the band's new EP, Harm Pass Forward, uh, is out on November 23rd, so go check that out once it's all out. Um, also, before we get into this week's episode properly, uh, just wanted to take a second to kind of say, it's going to sound a bit preachy, but it's not meant that way, but just kind of like, life's too short, like people should be able to enjoy whatever the fuck they're doing in life, and like yeah it's just what i've had one of those weeks uh last week especially within my day job where it's just been a massive fucking stress ball and it's kind of sent me into a bit of a anxious spiral which is never good but it just kind of made me realize it's like it's not fucking worth it if you're not doing something that's making you happy it's just not fucking yeah it's not not worth the time so you and you should be striving to to enjoy life, I guess. God, that sounds fucking lame. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah, just wanted to kind of share that. Just say that, like, do do you. Do better. And if there's toxic people in your life, cut them out. Get them the fuck out of their ASAP. But yeah, that's enough of me kind of babbling on. Um, Despite the stressful week, had a lovely, lovely weekend. Went to see uh, Backtrack's last London show, which was really, really fun. Got to see lots of pals um, and hang out with my friends in Vision Quest, who I don't get to see nearly as enough as I'd like, so that was really fun. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, Justine and Sammy of Employed to Serve fame uh, had their Stag versus Hendu at uh, the Boston Music Rooms in London which was just loads of friends bands playing it was just like super super silly super fun um especially when we never learned to live uh did a cover of a victim and a target i could also add an and i don't know why victim a target sorry uh by misery signals um where i kind of lost my shit a little bit so yeah that was loads of fun but yeah i'm gonna stop babbling on we'll get straight to our guest this week uh, and this week I am joined by Brutality Will Prevail drummer Mark Richards. Uh, we discussed Mark growing up and listening to uh, bands like Crass in the car with his dad. Uh, how he eventually came to, to join BWP and has kind of been tethered to the guitarist Nick Ricks for, uh, since sort of childhood almost. Um, and now how the band are kind of hyped with shows because obviously they're kind of happening a le- little bit less frequently. Um, also just a brief caveat before we go into the chat um, for some reason there was some weird echoey feedback at the beginning of the conversations where I could just hear myself echoing off the off the line for some reason so I've tried my best to edit it out but there was a little bit at the beginning but it sorts itself out after about a minute or so but yeah just a heads up that that's there at the beginning so please sit back enjoy the chat I have with Mark and I'll see you on the other side Joining me this week on the Justin Insight podcast is Brutality Will Fail and Concave drummer Mark Richards. Mark, thank you very much for 
for joining me. Um, how's everything in your world? How are you? How's how's life? <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. But yeah, everything's everything's good. The usual. Yeah, man. Just kind of working and stressing around at the moment. Oh, so. t- tell me about it. Like, literally doing these little chats is like my my bit of haven at the moment. Like, day job at the moment fucking sucks. So. Yeah, I love talking, getting the chance to, to talk to people like yourself about music because it's what fucking rules. So, um, but yeah, as kind of mentioned, obviously the show is called Just an Insight. I always go back to to the roots and origins, so to say. So, what was kind of your first exposure of alternative music? My dad, to be honest, man, like he grew up like in like the punk scene of his days. I guess. Okay. And, like, he was like really into um like crash and stuff like that oh, like he's still in his, in his house now and it's just wild but like over time he started getting into bands like Faith No More and The Cure and like branching out a bit and all I can remember from being a kid like anytime he'd take me on a drive somewhere where my mother wasn't there he'd just be blasting off Faith No More constantly <laughs> like even to this day like Faith No More is just one of like my favourite bands just because he like shredded it constantly all the time when we were younger so that's fucking sick so like was it just a case of I guess you have, haven't known any anything different then, really, in in that aspect. Yeah, like, it's kind of weird, because my dad's really into that kind of stuff. My mum's just generally, you know, just into pop music, and she loves stuff like, you know, wet, 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 and yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, like, it was a bit of a weird contrast, but I don't know why. I just always kind of, always kind of diverted to what my dad was listening to. I always just thought that was cooler. So it was yeah. just always, like, always around me. And then when I got to that age in school, when everyone else started discovering, like, you know, Slipknot and Corn and all that kind of stuff, like, it was still new to me, that kind of, like, heavy music, but, like, I still had, like, an exposure to, like, that kind of stuff, if that makes sense, so, yeah, yeah, it just felt natural to, like, listen to all these bands and not think anything different of it, like, it wasn't extreme to me or anything like that, it was just the next thing, I guess. Was your dad kind of putting you onto bands at all, or was it just a case of whatever he was kind of playing around the house and in the car that you kind of gravitated towards? Yeah, like, I guess he, like, I wouldn't say he put me on to bands, he wasn't like, listen to this, do that, but like, he kind of just put me on to bands without even knowing it, if you know what I mean, he was just like, he, he, he'd always like, make sure I, you know, I listened to music, that made sense, so like, all I can remember growing up, I had the tape player, like, a portable CD player, even a mini disc player at one point, so like, all I ever put on those was his music, so, right. I don't know, I just, he didn't do it intentionally, I guess, but then, you know, obviously he supported it, because, you just thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so, in terms of kind of your own sort of discovery, you said, like, kind of in school when ba- people were sort of, like, discovering bands like Slipknot and things like that, like, I always kind of find it interesting what the first band that people kind of gravitate towards themselves were. So what was kind of the first band that y- you discovered off your own back that you would kind of say was your band, so to say? I think Corn, man, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. everyone in, everyone in school was, like, always on Slipknot, and I was just always there, like, like one or two of us are always like nah corn's better it's heavier this is cool I'm like even today I think like corn beat down to just like the heaviest thing in the world <laughs> they're always gonna be like you know like so many bands are from Arsenal they don't realise like where it came from and yeah it's just better than Slipknot sorry but yeah <laughs> that's fair so then from that kind of where did you obviously already kind of being in that sort of heavy world where where did your sort of journey of self-exploration kind of go like to where we're sort of like listening to similar music to what you're producing like 
how did you kind of fall into that world? Well, like, me and Nick, the guitarist of B2P now, we've been playing in bands since we were, like, I don't know, like 12, something like that. Right. I used to play in, like, um, punk bands and do punk covers, and, like, I was into punk, but not massively into punk, so, like, I just did it to play in a band my friends, really. And, like, just through punk in general, we met, like, loads of people local to us who were playing in punk bands, and over time, their bands would kind of progress and evolve into hardcore bands, and just through following them, I started going to shows, and then that was like it. Then, as soon as I started going to shows, like I see a band I never, I didn't have any clue where they were. Lock them up and just bounce from band to band to band to band to band, and just whatever was popular at the time, like you know, just going straight to stuff like Terror and all that kind of hardcore, and then yeah, but still listening to metal at the same time. So like, I don't know. I've always had the blend like the both going on, and I think that kind of still shows in what we write really. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like the main main thing, I guess, just going from punk to that and then even now still being in the same band with the same person. You know what I mean? Like, we're just <laughs> yeah. so weird. Like, just thinking about now, it just blows my mind. It's been like, you know, like over 15 years we've been playing in the same band. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So then in terms, you mentioned obviously like playing bands when you were younger, but in terms of your kind of choice of instrument, was, was drums always the thing that you were you were drawn to or did you kind of dabble in anything else before kind of finally finding your feet with drums like as soon as I started getting into like this type of music I was really like I was set on drums instantly because okay. I, I have an older brother and he used to play he's not used to it now he used to play in bands of us too and he decided to pick up the guitar so I was just like okay you got the guitar I got the drums like we're covered you know yeah yeah and then but like when I was younger like piano was quite a big thing and then both learned a bit of piano and that was going on for a few years but as soon as I just kind of had like the age to play drums, I was it. It's just straight on from there. And but loads of kids I grew up with started doing that stuff and kind of fell off it. Me and Nick just never did, and we're still doing it now, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So, were there kind of any drummers that you were sort of like looking up to when you were younger? Like anyone that you kind of because like what was it that drew you to the drums? I don't know, man. It's so weird. Like. I think still again, probably safe no more again, because he'd watch live videos, and I don't know if you've ever seen him play drums, but like, the way he plays, it's sad, but so weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird, but it drew me to it at the same time. Yeah. And then like, yeah, that was just it, straight away, that's all I wanted to do, is play drums, and like, I've always been one of those drummers that isn't like, like I didn't really have many lessons, I kind of just did it for a few months, and then as soon as I had enough ability to start learning songs that I enjoyed, that was all I cared about. I didn't care yeah. about doing like, like paradiddles and all this stuff. I just wanted to play along to music and to our bands. That's all I cared about. So, so you just kind of like learn the basics and then off you went, sort of thing. Yeah, and then just taught myself wherever I wanted to learn. Which, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of bit me in the ass later in life, and I actually wanted to learn all that cool stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so even obviously you mentioned you mentioned uh, having an older brother who sort of play guitar. So did you did you guys kind of write music together or were you kind of very separate in, in your musical tastes yeah man we used to um, used to play on um, it was a hardcore band actually funny enough like he wasn't really into it but he just kind of went with the flow because he was like you know, in our friends group we were a band called TJM right and it was uh, me and Nick played in that band too so it's still half a guitar reveal day me and Nick my brother and one of our best friends Marcus pretty much did that band and then other members like in and out but yeah, we wrote music quite a lot, to be honest. But even back then, there was a lot of like, like me, Nick, 
Yeah. So now, like we say, like the stupidest things to each other that we think make perfect sense, and then everyone else in the room is staring at us, like, "What are they even talking about?" But <laughs> it's just wild. So yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, I can't imagine now writing music with my brother because he's such a different person now. But yeah, it was just cool. It's always cool to do stuff with your brother. When, yeah. Like, you know, So w- was that kind of like your your first band, or had you kind of dabbled a little bit before that? I dabbled a little bit, like in like covers bands and punk bands and stuff. But yeah, that was like the first band where we started writing our own songs. Yeah, we did that for quite a few years, and then that kind of led me to BWP then, which is pretty so, weird too. But yeah, it's cool. So I'm guessing kind of pretty much your whole, I guess, musical career, quote unquote has been you and Nick is so is, is that safe to say yeah pretty much man like we've played in other bands over the time like but I've never like written music in another band like I filled in for a few bands over the years just from being friends but as far as songwriting goes yeah it's just been me and Nick constantly yeah so then before we kind of jump sort of headfirst into sort of the BWP stuff like what would you kind of say was your first quote unquote sort of proper band that you were sort of actively sort of doing shows in and sort of maybe sort of re- recording a few bits and pieces well, like we did some stuff for that first man TJM we played quite a few shows but it wasn't really like it didn't re- nothing really like clicked for me until I joined BWP right I was about 19 at the time so I was still quite young really but that was when like my first proper tour I wasn't even in the band I told him like I am um, I filled in for a band called More Than Life Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had, like, a couple of days notice before even that, and they was like, yeah, we've got these six songs, can you learn them? And we leave in, like, I don't know, four days or something. So I was like, luckily my boss at the time was my dad, so I was like, look, I'm going away for two weeks, they want to sack me, that's cool, but, you know, we'll just see where it goes. And that was my first time touring, I didn't know anything. And just completely blew my mind. Like, that was just, like, the wildest thing to me. But, like... As cool as it was, it felt weird because it wasn't my band. So I just felt like I want to do more of this, but I want to do it through stuff that I've done. And yeah. I like to do it off other people's backs. And then not long after that, I joined BWP and yeah, man, we just constantly just the you know you know what the cycles like you write, you tour, you write, you tour. And just yeah, we did as much as humanly possible while still you know having full time jobs and keeping everything down at home and stuff, but. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, the band I'm in now is pretty much the only band I've ever really been, you know, <laughs> yeah. heavy with and a part of as well. As well, but it's cool. So, in terms of because obviously you mentioned that BWP were already a band when you start when you sort of joined. So, just so I got my sort of time frames right, when did you like? What period were you joining the band in then? drummer before me was a, a drummer called Richard Dias who a lot of people remember for just looking massively intimidating and just being crazy yeah 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 if anyone saw the band that time they'd know exactly what I'm talking about, about. <laughs> yeah. but yeah like, like some stuff happened and you know he ended up leaving the band or other stuff happened and because I was good friends with Nick who had already joined the band at this point he kind of just you know they, they, they knew instantly as soon as they needed a new drummer they knew I'd do it, they knew I could do it, and I was like, you know, at the snuff of it, and it wasn't like they asked me to join, it was almost just like, you know, it was a 
Yeah. I was like, I didn't do it anymore. So, oh, we got two shows next month. Uh, yeah, we'll have practice next week, yeah. And I was just like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was a young kid, I didn't know, I didn't really know the score, so I was like, yeah, why not, you know what I mean? Nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. So, had, had Root of um, All Evil come out by that point, before you joined the band? No, that was the first record that I was recording. Right, on. okay, it cool. Was, um, yeah, so that's that's cool, I've got my I've got my frame of reference. Um, yeah, I joined, we were still playing Forgotten Soul songs, and then we started writing Root of All Evil, and then, yeah, went on from there. So, I guess, before you kind of joining the band, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, um... Were you, I'm guessing, obviously you were familiar with the band. What, what was kind of your relationship like with BWP before you became an active member? Well, like, I knew the guys just from going to shows for years and playing with, like, that, you know, the band TGM I uh, mentioned before. And, like, we just always hung out together and they ended up being really good friends of ours. And over time, members left, like, you know, the guitar, no, the bassist moved the guitar because the guitarist left so Nick joined on bass and then I was always going on like you know going to shows one of the weekends and stuff and we were just good friends so it was just when those things kind of just fell into place over time because we were all just pretty close we all hung out together and at that time like the scene down here in the UK in general it was, it was always something every single weekend it was yeah. always like I, I could always guarantee you'd be away like every weekend if not every other weekend would be it would be because they were playing like you know anyway like Nottingham even just Cardiff anyway there's always shows going on yeah so, like we were always really busy and hanging out together at that point so yeah just kind of just kind of found the place over time so that was cool and I'm I'm going to jump back a little bit because I, f- I forgot to sort of ask this but I think if we're it sounds like we're of a kind of a similar age and I obviously kind of remember the sort of back in the day the like going to Wales was a place that sort of bands really wanted to go to and stuff, especially playing like yeah, venues like La Pub and things like that. So, at that time, it was just always something going through. Like, I think the first like three weeks or maybe months, I started going to like proper shows. I saw Bean and Comeback Kid in Newport DJs, and then the next weekend, like Down to Nothing played La Pub. Then the weekend after, Set Your Goals played La Pub, and it was always just like every band that was popular and um, we're just touring like it was like what it is now when people come to the UK and they just play London yeah at that yeah. point people come to the UK and they always want to play the club because they were you know looked after and the shows were always rad so like I think personally like it was the best scene in the UK at that time because it was yeah. always like incredible bands coming through so, just, oh sorry yeah, it was just being like I couldn't go because it was really so kind of on the like flip side of that because obviously BWP is a band that kind of were born and sort of came from that Welsh scene and yeah. I, you may not be able to speak too much about it but I remember this may age me a bit but this like going back years when I first saw BWP they was still you're still very much a kind of a traditional sort of hardcore band like I remember like the the logo was kind of like the bubble writing and things like that and then so was that kind of like what the the Welsh scene was kind of like growing up? Was it kind of that more traditional hardcore that was kind of growing from that that world? It was kind of weird because like I wouldn't say there was beef for a first like bands like the beatdown bands like BWP and like other bands we were playing in 
we weren't really like pally pally with like the CTHC like guys because they were all like I don't know like they're kind of like in, more like the youth crew or maybe like you know just straight up hardcore yeah like, I don't, don't know if you hear the bands like um like Ironclad and stuff like that from South Wales yeah like there was a lot of like that kind of hardcore so like it was almost like there was two scenes but then over time like I think they kind of just realised that we weren't going away <laughs> yeah and we, and we were going to their show so like we were supporting them in a weird way and yeah just over time we just they knew like you know, we weren't just there for false reasons and we cared so like it kind of blended the two together which is kind of cool yeah like there were so many different types of bands on every bill you have bands back in the day like a band called Captain Insane which is like a like punky hardcore band into a band called like Digging Dice First which is just straight up metal then you'd have a beat down band and then like a Yuku band it's just all over the place and I think that was kind of what made it so cool yeah because there wasn't like any hardcore band specifically but there was like any hardcore band that comes through who would play and the shows would always be cool they'd be busy and everyone just wanted to you know have a good time and get on and I, I think that's like something that hasn't really happened since if I'm being honest. Yeah. And as a as I said, kind of like my frame of reference point for, for when you were coming in the band was obviously um Root of All Evil. And I think I don't know, like BWP was always a band that I'd kind of kept tabs on, like from that first time seeing them, because I think they were kind of an interesting band in that interim and I was always like I was coming up and learning more about hardcore. I wanted to discover more UK bands. But then when that Root of All Evil came, like record came out, it was a, I don't know, like it just felt like something completely new and fresh had come out of the UK scene with that record. So was that the way that like you guys kind of like went into the process writing? Because it just felt like heavier and dirtier and a lot bleaker than we'd heard from the UK scene up until that point. So was it a conscious effort from from your point of view to make it something that wasn't a Dead Swans record or like Nervous Wreck record or something like that? Yeah. Um, like at the time, I don't think it was to be honest. Like all we really did was just write what we thought was like you know sounded cool and what we wanted to do. And me and Nick, even now, like our influences mainly in this band are like bands of the day like Rise and Fall, yeah. Shipwreck like a lot of the death where she kind of sound bands yeah because we were quite heavy at the same time which is I think what a lot of those bands don't really do kind of blended the two styles together and made something a bit like you said a bit dirty and a bit like darker and we always wanted to write like dark stuff that was the only thing really we thought about when we went into it I think but I think it was just a combination of like having new members it was, I wouldn't say it was a new band but it almost was in a sense because the writing process was completely different you know what I mean Nick were doing a lot of it and everyone was just on the same page and it was just I don't know like it wasn't a conscious yeah I don't think it was a conscious thing it just kind of organically like you know came together and even now people say that's like their favourite record yeah that's all we get people just badgering us constantly <laughs> on that record. So, so yeah I'm still, I'm still proud of it like it was, it's still something that like I look back on like and I I think we killed it on our record yeah and i think like i don't know like it also kind of felt like when that record came out it was almost kind of a birth of a new sort of wave of, of uk bands in, in my opinion and then i think like 
I can't. I think it was the old blue last. No. Yeah. Was it old blue last? I can't remember, but I just remember it was a show just after that record came out. It was either old blue last or underworld, and like the crowd just went absolutely nuts for you guys. And I think it'd been a couple of years since I'd seen you. And it was just like, oh, fuck, like, BWP are a, a, a big deal now sort of thing. So, like, was there a moment for you guys in the band when that kind of clicked, when you were like, oh, shit, people actually are turning out for us now? Yeah, man, I think that record was definitely, like, the turning point to where, like, we've been doing a lot, and, like, you know, kids would come see us, but I think that's when people started taking us seriously, and we're just like, they have their own like distinct sound you know they're obviously clocked on to what's going on and I just think like that's when it struck a nerve for people and they finally like understood what really we were trying to hit with it yeah and like we, we were still playing all the hardcore shows so I think at the time like people enjoyed seeing us because it was almost like we were that band that stood out but we're a lot of bands that were doing it at the time like metal bands playing hardcore shows stood out for the wrong reasons yeah we had the stuff from like hardcore in our songs the people were still you know we had like all the all the stuff combined in one and it just happened to turn out like just what kids were after at the time i guess and yeah it just it went crazy from there like we played like every festival in this and we started touring like with bigger bands and just doing more it just, yeah it just completely flipped off after that. That was cool. <laughs> yeah and that was the thing that i remember there was like that period where as you mentioned like you couldn't turn around and not see BWP on a flyer for for some tour or some festival sort of thing. So was it the case that at that time that you were literally just kind of saying yes to every opportunity or was it that just every opportunity kind of, kind of fell at your feet sort of thing? I think it was like a pretty like even combination of both. Like we, we very rarely said no to shows. Cause yeah all we wanted to do was just play shows constantly and we like not like uh, with a chip on our shoulder say but we just wanted to like go show what we were capable of and we wanted to show like you know how serious we were and how we just weren't playing around really at the time because I I feel like we want to start taking it a bit more seriously too and we just yeah we took everything man like putting our own money into it and stuff like you know everything was at a loss at the time like even today, like I've never, I've never made a penny off this band. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, we just, yeah, we just took everything. Like we were doing like European tours, like fifty euros a night, and it's like that didn't even cover half the van cost. But somehow it worked out. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it just, it, yeah, everything just kind of piled up at once, and we just, you know, just stood up and just took it and did everything we possibly could. And then, in terms of kind of like, because you mentioned sort of at the beginning of the conversation, like sort of discovering bands like terror and things like that and then kind of moving forward several years you're sharing a stage with bands like terror and and the like so was that kind of a a surreal kind of moment for you that that your little band that was started from south wales is now playing the likes of like epifest and things like that with the bands that you'd kind of taken influence from when you were younger yeah man it's, it's crazy like when it's going on, like, it's almost like the last thing you think of at the time, but then every now and then you kind of take a step back and it's just like, you remember like that memory of being like, I don't know, 15 and watching Terror and just being like, wait a minute, this is like, this is literally what I was watching like, you know, all that time ago 
shows we've like played with since yeah. then so it's just like yeah it's, it's crazy like it, it still flips me out now thinking about it but yeah like you know we've, we've played everything from with all my favorite hardcore bands to like playing festivals and then just getting to watch later like that's that's how we view festivals all the time it's not oh, you know obviously we can't wait to play it but a lot of time it's just no 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 most definitely not and and then kind of in terms of the the band moving forward like as you say you played with all these rad bands doing various tours and and the like so in terms of i don't know like the way that the the sound has evolved like you said kind of in the early days was playing with a lot of the hardcore bands and still do to this day but i think now there's kind of a bit more of a niche lane that you guys fit into rather than kind of the the more quote-unquote traditional sort of hardcore lane sort of thing so okay i don't know the way that the sounds for me has kind of evolved it's still got that sort of darkness and dirginess to it but at the same time it's still got what makes it bwp so how have you kind of from inside the band seen your sound evolve and like what do you kind of think has kind of helped the band progress along like I think we've always like gone into each record exactly the same way like the writing process has always been the same we've always had the same like inspirations over time but I think the main thing we've just taken over the years is just everything we've learned and like you know we've worked with some producers who just don't care we'll just record whatever and ship it out we've worked with other people that will actually like work with us on songwriting and just structure is a lot is like the one thing I think we've improved so much over the years with we used to just like write a riff go into the next riff and go into the next riff and go into the next riff and just not really have like not have like anything locked down and a full process of how everything's going to go together we're now we kind of sit down and think about that thing those kind of things a little bit more but in general it's still the same process it's just you know, I guess over time we just you know you, you can't no matter what any band says you'll never write the same record twice <laughs> yeah. if you try you're going to end up failing and people are just going to think you're worse for it so you always have to change something but I feel quite confident that every record we've done we've never really changed anything too drastic and we've always kept the original like process of how we want things to be and mm. I think that shows in our records like it's never I don't think anything's ever gone too far out of the way and people have thought oh what's this you know yeah and obviously from kind of uh, Root of All Evil right up to to now where we've got Misery Sequence like yeah. there's I don't know between each album it might just be from an outside perspective like there does seem to be a bit of time that's kind of gone in between each record but on the same sort of merit I guess in the early days it was a bit different because you were so active but even sort of in from um uh in dark dark places to now like your reputation has still kind of been there if that makes sense so yeah. has that kind of I don't know been an advantage for you that like you can have this record you can as you say you kind of do the touring cycle but then take a step back but then when the new stuff comes around people are so hyped that you guys are back is that something that that you kind of have noted or is it just something that i'm overthinking as an outsider yeah i think like it's definitely 
definitely something that does play in our favour. Like we a lot of you know, like I said, we all we all have full time jobs. Like you know, we have mortgages, we have all that going on. So what we can do throughout the year is very limited. I mean, yeah. have to be very selective with what we do. So I think that works in our favour more because you know some bands just play the same places all the time. Like which you know I'm not against because they have to. At the end of the day, if it's if it's your job, your job is to make money. So yeah. regardless of what line of work you're in. Have to play the same places four times a year to be able to finance yourself. And who am I to argue against that? But like, I think because of how we do it, it works well because we're only hitting another place maybe once, twice a year maximum. So like, that maximizes how those shows go for us. Yeah. And like, it just it makes everything. I think it makes it better for us as well, just like on a personal level, because. I couldn't think of anything worse than touring like six months out of the year to the point where like almost like I don't enjoy it anymore yeah yeah because I've always viewed this band as like a hobby and just like fun with my friends like I said I've never made any money off this band I still buy my own gear it's just like yeah it's just the way we do it I think works for everyone because people get hyped to see us because it's not like as common as it used to be and we're hyped to be away and I think that shows off in our performances and we play and stuff and like it's weird to think of it now how long we've been doing it but I still feel like we're quite a young band but at the same time like how long this band has been we're like yeah, quite yeah. old band does that make sense like we're quite like old men now in this kind of <laughs> thing but yeah it's just kind of weird to like it's not often I stand back and kind of like you know take everything into a proper perspective but yeah I guess that just makes everything better for everyone just having a schedule that we have to be a lot yeah. So we're picking what we think would be best for us and best for people coming to see us. So I think everyone benefits from it. Yeah. And obviously, I know, like, as you mentioned, obviously, people who have jobs, have mortgages, and obviously, adult life unfortunately gets in, in the way in some aspects. But from kind of that earlier period where, as you say, you were kind of taking any offer under the sun, doing various tours, um, I think I think there was a period where. I remember going to see various shows and I think you were on every single tour at one point. But, like, was it strange to kind of then have to take that step back and be like, no, we need to kind of limit what we do with this band, but we still want to do it? Yeah, in a sense, like, even back then, like, we weren't as serious in, like, our outside lives as we are now. Like, we were all just being a bunch of little, like, you know, well, fuck it, just doing whatever we wanted, really. Yeah. But, like, even then we like we're still being selected with work and stuff but it's just that back then with less commitments we had more of our own money to like you know put into things so we didn't care if we were losing money on this or losing money on that but like now if it's a between the choice now of like oh we could lose money on this tour and not pay my mortgage <laughs> yeah. or I could just I could just pay my mortgage and not have like you know my missus killing me and you know all that kind of stuff going on but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so it's always been the same kind of struggle but it's just kind of tying down a bit over the years but I think we're at that point now where you know like I said man, we just want to do it for fun so we just take whatever we can and make sure we not benefit but like we don't lose out you know what I mean yeah. as long as we can we're literally like as long as we can make it there and back and not lose any money we'll play whatever like we've never been really been picky but yeah we start to tie down a bit over the years but yeah, it's always been the same kind of 
the same kind of drama of never taking our girlfriends on holidays. <laughs> yeah. Forever being hated, but, you know, I always say one day, but you never know. <laughs> 50 or something. But then, on the kind of, like, you mentioned sort of, like, the, the longevity of the band, like, do you feel that the kind of slowing down element has kind of helped you as well in, in the aspect of, as you mentioned, like, because it's not as often that people get the chance to see BWP now, that because you've kind of slowed down that you're doing it less, that that's made you kind of stick around longer, if that makes any sense? Yeah, I guess it could do, because, you know, it's like in this this scene especially, like, not like, I'm not trying to be negative on people, but people can be quite, like, fickle, it's like yeah. other bands, like, like, there's different, like, genres are popular at different times and stuff, and I feel like we've never really dropped our, like, you know, momentum, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. obviously, things go up and down. Sometimes our shows are bad, sometimes they're not, but, like, we've always had a general kind of steady trajectory where, like, a lot of bands are just massive for one minute and then you never see them ever again. But, yeah, I think it definitely helps us in the long run because we just end up with all the beneficial parts without the sacrifices, if that makes sense. So, yeah, like, yeah. We're still getting, like, cool tours and getting to go places like we wouldn't even dream of before, but we're still, like, you know, we're still maintaining the healthy life and still maintaining all that stuff going on at home, too. So, yeah, it's really great, especially since, like, in dark places, because the gap between that record and the prior record is massive. And yeah, like, yeah. We're talking, like, you know, I, I, w- I left the band for, like, I think it was, like, two, maybe three years at one point due to a health problem, so, like, in that time, there's like you know loads of lineup changes, and it was just at that point the band pretty much was a full time band. Then they were touring like you know they went on tour at one point for like I think maybe two three months straight. Yeah, I think like they found it a lot harder than they thought they would, but it's just because there was so much stress. Like I said, once you start doing that, you can put so much stress yourself with life back home that it's just it's crazy, man. I don't think I can handle that anymore. It would be pretty <laughs> yeah. kind of mentions obviously you stepping away from the band for a bit but there like throughout the band's history there has been various sort of member changes and I don't know like despite that you've still managed to keep what makes BWP there if that makes sense so I, I don't know like has it kind of aided you in some aspects because I, I think a lot of bands like when, when you get member changes like you'll hear a shift in sound or things like that but like even going from AJ to Lewis like it wasn't a massive shift it was still and it still felt like BWP so was that a key thing like no matter what the member changes like the the band was the common goal if that makes sense yeah totally like I think we kind of lucked out in the sense of how we used to how we have always you know like done about writing our songs like because me and Nick do a lot of it ourselves like the same feel and the same kind of drive behind the general music has always been the same so we've yeah. kind of lucked out in the aspects of lineup changes of that so like you know it, it very rarely changes when it comes to actually writing the song 
no one's telling you you can't listen to your favourite record and you have to listen to the new ones you know but yeah like, yeah I think Louis had a hard time like jumping on that and he had a lot of like pressure on his on himself and I think he he kind of put that on, on himself a bit more than it actually was but yeah people are always you know there was going to be the remarks of people being like I prefer the old ones but at the same time we get a lot of people saying like they prefer the vocals now to how they were and stuff so like it's just always going to be one of those things like if you let it get to you then you might as well just quit and pack up now because it's never going to stop yeah you can either got to do it and do it for yourself and just enjoy it or just if you can't handle that kind of stuff then you should probably like you know go play football or something because <laughs> it's always going to be the same man but yeah we, we've just taken it as it comes and you know no matter what's happened we've just always been straight ahead forward and just always moved on a bit and I think we've been successful in it, if I'm being honest. So. Yeah. And before we kind of get on to the, the newer record, one thing I did want to sort of bring up is obviously, as I mentioned, like you've played like festivals in Europe and things like that, and I've always find it really intriguing, like how European crowds receive, especially UK bands, but like it's just how they receive hardcore in general is just so different to us in the UK. So what what has it been like experiencing sort of like the European crowds like how has that kind of side of things evolved since like you kind of keep going back there because I think I don't know you from an again from an outside perspective it kind of sounds like you've found your niche in Europe with with that fan base do you feel that that's the case yeah man I feel like back in the day like going to Europe was just like one of those crazy ideas it's like when you're a UK band and you're young, you view going to Europe as if you're going to America or something. It's just like a crazy another world. But I'd say easily now we play Europe more than probably anywhere else. Yeah. Going because it just I don't know. It's hard to hard to describe like the difference. It's just almost like it's more like appreciation for like like I was saying earlier. Like bands come and go with different styles and different genres are popular, but in Europe, like everything has its place and it always has and it always will. Like every show is full of every different type of hardcore band and it's never like oh this is cool that's not cool blah 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 it's always just like everyone's there to have a good time regardless of like what kind of hardcore you're into and it just feels like you know I feel like we can play any show in Europe and it's not a risk at all where like (laughs) yeah Wednesday it's the same thing and I think that's just like just a cool like vibe to have when it comes to hardcore in general well not even just hardcore like metal like we play everything from you know I think one of the last times we went, we played a show that was like 150 cap, and the next day we played like an outdoor festival with like Artist Murder. Oh wow! Like that. And that was like, you know, it's like so much different stuff going on, but it's always the same kind of vibe. Um, I think that's what makes it like a place for bands now to always be going. Like you'll notice every band, pretty much ever that comes around, they just play Europe constantly, over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. I don't say that in a negative way, I say it in a positive because they realise like it's almost like you're appreciated a lot more in Europe and like it's a lot more of like an understanding crowd. Yeah. Where elsewhere, like we'll play Manchester one night and have a hundred kids come back there, like a year later and there'll be like fifty, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So hard to gauge what's going on in the UK all the time. But then it's because like I guess in comparison it's such a small place. But there's so much going on, like, 
there's too much to choose from. There's at least like 20 shows going on the same night. The same <laughs> yeah. day. If you listen to more than one type of music, then you're going to be torn constantly. So I understand that. But yeah, I think just the, the scene is gen- in general is just better. And they just seem to be taking on any type of hardcore band. It's just not, you know, not judging anyone and just enjoying it. And then just before, again, before we get into to the new record a bit more, I just want to touch upon the, the other project that you're doing, Concave. So where did that kind of birth from and, and how is it for you kind of playing in a in a different sort of style of band? Yeah, like, again, like, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's just me and Nick again. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, he's really into, like, you know, like, popular stuff. Like, he's really into, like, 80s music too, so... Like, yeah. He loves like you know just going crazy with his effects on his guitar and stuff and just going wild. And he always said like it'd be nice to do something different because as much as like you enjoy doing your own band, every now and then you just feel like you need something just like you know to the cleanse the palate, I guess in a weird way. Yeah. Where you just want to try something different and see like and just I don't know like almost like challenge yourself to see what you can come up with because you know we've we've done so many video projects together but we've never did anything different so we started writing for this band and then just had like friends drawing and stuff over time and yeah it was challenging at first because I knew I could play that kind of music but I've never I've just never gone out and done it so it was just a cool experience to play like different styles of shows and just write some more music and like it's kind of on the back burner we haven't done anything we were for a while because we're so busy with everything else it's hard enough to get BWP like Sorry, that was like a bunch of children off the time of us, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's, it'd be cool to jump back into it. Like we 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 always talk about like doing different projects, but then you know you get home and you get back to just grinding all week and work and yeah, and the stuff just ends up again a bit lost. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get back to doing it's not concrete, like something completely different again and just push that out. Yeah, maybe we'll just get Tony was on the new record and just write a whole record of or something. You know? So is it just got, like was it a case of kind of it was a little bit of a, a labour of love that you wanted like a bit of a passion project just just kind of have a go at it see and just kind of see where it went rather than here's a new band let's do do tours with X Y and Z bands kind of thing. Yeah, man, it's just like like originally we just had a couple of practices and we were like, oh, we'll write an EP, we'll have some fun with it, and that'll be that. But I don't know over time we just ended up like people well a lot of people enjoyed it so we just ended up getting tours with friends like we did we've done tours with them like narwhals we did a tour with super heaven so like for a band that's just literally been around five minutes we did some pretty decent sized tours so yeah <laughs> we can't really complain on that but yeah it's just a case of like I just wanted to challenge ourselves and do something different and I'm quite proud of how both those records turned out really yeah it was cool but I think the full length we just put so much time into that Nick especially just he grafted so hard on that and I think it turned out super cool so it'd be good to do something like that again soon yeah I'd be really into it well as you mentioned obviously we've now got a misery sequence from BWP which I don't know like this could be me being completely naive but it kind of felt like a record that kind of came out of nowhere in in some aspects so I don't know, like I just wasn't expecting a new w- a BWP record, and then all of a sudden it was with me, and I was like, I didn't realise I needed this sort of thing. So yeah, we, 
kept it massively low. Like I don't, I think there was only a couple of people even knew we were writing songs. So it like, came out nowhere for you, but it was like a good two years of our lives. <laughs> yeah. But was was that kind of the the intention, like, like to kind of keep it on the on the down low, and maybe kind of I don't know, in that aspect to kind of take away some of the expectations. Yeah, like I think because at the time we didn't really have a label either, so like no one was pushing us to do anything. Like there was no like PR or anything really, so we kind of just like you know, me and Nick would just go to practice room and write songs and then pack up and go whenever we felt like next time and like we had like a general day when we wanted to start recording in our heads but there wasn't an actual there wasn't anyone pushing us to actually do anything so we yeah. could just do it at our own pace but yeah when we actually got to recording it was a massively long process I think it probably took like a year in total oh wow we because of the, the way we had to record it is just crazy because again work and stuff like that like we didn't want to push ourselves in a studio for like X amount of time yeah. and not be happy with the final product so we were like I recorded my drums and then over the space of like like I said like 10 months if not more like Nick would go down to the studio in Cardiff with our producer Tim and we just sit there recording parts for like a couple of hours of night session go home go to work go back down and just do it like that like on and off for so long and because Nick's like I don't want to say like perfectionist, but like if something isn't right, he, he, he just won't have a problem with saying, nah, scrap that. We'll yeah, do it. yeah. So he takes that home with and just be like, nah, I'm not into it, we'll do it again. But that was, and then the process of lyrics, just everything piling up. Yeah, I'd say it was easily a year until that record yeah. was recorded. But yeah, it, it, like I said, we didn't have a, a label, so nothing was really set in stone. And then once it was nearing completion we started looking around to people who we thought might be interested and beat down harder it seemed like someone we could work with easily and yeah everything just kind of fell into place again yeah and despite the kind of I guess complexities of actually recording it like because where you and Nick have been writing and playing together for so long did the actual writing process of it did that come quite easily because like you've got this connection with the between the two of you that things kind of fall in do they fall into place a lot easier or is it even now on on record six that you're still sort of struggling around a little bit yeah it's a bit of both to be honest like some practices we'd spend like a couple of hours in a room and we could get like you know the structures and parts down for like two songs and just be like blown away how quick everything's coming yeah but then at the same time we'd have another practice where like it's like batting our heads against the wall and just no matter what we tried wouldn't work but I think the fact that we like know how we write we both kind of know each other like if it's not working out so we could just be like look just just let's just roll in for today and we'll come back again like you know but it was, yeah it was <laughs> it was easy in some parts but then the easy parts were mad easy but the hard parts were like massively hard <laughs> yeah. like Sometimes it felt like it was never going to happen, like, you know, but, yeah, we, we got it in. Yeah. And you you briefly mentioned um, Tony a little bit ago, and obviously having the inclusion of, of her on one of the tracks, I think, is quite a, a bold statement from, from you guys, because obviously people have 
an idea of what a BWP song sounds like, but then to all of a sudden have have her on the track. What was the kind of thinking behind that, and and how did that all come about? We've been throwing that idea around for like oof, I don't even want to say how long. I'd say maybe even since Scat the Ashes. Oh wow! Okay. The song of Scat the Ashes that Fisher from Basement is on. We were even talking about it that long ago, like having a female voice on one of our songs then, but. It just kind of never, never, it just never, never came around, like, you know, and we just had to move on and move on. And then this time around, like, one of our friends, Tom, he's, um, he's like a photographer, he photo- you know, he just does everything pretty much. Yeah. And he came away with us once and we were, like, just throwing around the, the idea of how we were like, to do it. And he just kind of dropped into conversation that his wife, well, his now wife, Tony, is, um, she sings, which is really good. So we were just like, well... We'll do a quick demo, we'll send her a track over and we'll see how things go. And literally, man, like she sent it back, I think the day after, and it was just perfect. Straight away, <laughs> we were just like, fuck it in, this has to be done. Like everything just sounds so good. And even when she came down, she was there for like two hours and we were like, you know, she was, she was suggesting to like do more takes and we were just like, honestly, I don't think you need to. Like at this point, we're just doing takes to waste time. Like you smash this <laughs> So then in terms of kind of, I guess, the the reaction of the record, as I kind of mentioned, it, it kind of came a bit out of the blue. As you mentioned, there wasn't sort of a whole lot of press around it and things like that. But I don't know, like from an outside perspective, again, like it seems to have been received pretty well. So how has it kind of been from, from the inside looking out? Like how have kind of fans been reacting to it? Yeah. At this point, we put out just as many records with this vocalist as we had with our own. Yeah. was kind of going to be my, my next question is because uh, as you mentioned having to be sort of a little bit more limited in, in what you do now are you kind of itching to to play stuff off this new record now yeah man we got a tour starting at the end of november the first the first day is the 29th and that tour culminates in two uk dates london on the 7th and cardiff on the 8th and we've got a lot of plans for that really in comparison you know in regards to new songs yeah so I just can't wait to get out there and start playing new stuff like it's just going to be nice and fresh and just change everything around just scrap the whole set and start from new so <laughs> it'll definitely be a set I don't think people have really seen that much from before so yeah that'd be cool and interesting but well 
I think on that note, it's kind of a perfect place for me to ask my final question. Um, how I usually like to to end these chats, Mark, is to ask my guests what their favourite song is, but with a bit of a twist. So this is going to obviously change for you in about a month's time. But as we stand, what is your favourite BWP song that you like to play live and why? Yeah. Like, that song, like, I think as a band in general, that song is like the first song that brought us back after such a long period away. It's a song that people seem to, like, go crazy for live. And I think it's just a song that, like, it's almost like the start of, like, a new era, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. In Dark Places was, that was a hard time. And it was pretty much the point where the band nearly broke up. So it was like, coming back with that record it just felt so good at the time and even now like it's, it's just that song that just you know shows that we can still do it so we might as well just carry on doing what we're doing and <laughs> yeah. again just shows that like we can still write these records so it'd be a waste to stop now like, you know yeah perfect so, yeah definitely forever perfect brilliant Mark thank you very much for for your time um, and really looking forward to, to the London show Thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. No worries, dude. Take care. Yeah, take it easy, man. Bye. So there we have it, folks. Again, a massive thank you to Mark for taking some time out to have a little chat with me. As always, you can keep up to date with everything that BWP are doing on all the various social media platforms. Um, as mentioned in the chat, they are going on a run of shows uh, in December, which... I'm very much looking forward to, especially the London date, which I'm sure will be absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, a very, very short outro for this week. Um, we'll have another episode for you guys next Tuesday, but then there'll be a break for a bit because I am on tour with Punch On and Overo. Um Hoping to maybe have a chat with someone, some of the guys in Overo, maybe someone else who the guys are playing with on that tour we'll wait and see hopefully things will fall into place but yeah got some cool stuff lined up anyway um but yeah as always thank you again for stopping by the justin insight podcast and i'll see you soon